everyone, and welcome to episode 19 of Title Subject to Change. My name is Adam. I am your host. And of course, Sal is here. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey. <laughs> Hi. Hi. What are we, AEW referees? I was just going to say the AEW referee <laughs> slogan. Hi. How are you, my friend? I am doing well. I'm surviving life. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to all of my fellow co-hosts because, trust me, I know this life sucks. I'm right there with you, boys. I know John was having some issues with life. I know... Everybody that, has issues of life that uh, that's on in our host thread, and uh, I'm here for you, man, because I'm right there with you. Life sucks. Really, life sucks. sucks, and then you die. Oh my god, wasn't that a Vince promo? <laughs> it was was like, but we're talking. Are we talking? Um, when he was fighting with Michaels, and he was he was praying I, I to the Church of Vince McMahon. <laughs> I honestly don't remember. Henry will be able to tell us. Remember that, by the way. Remember when when Vince was That's fighting just, God, like that oh, was yeah. a storyline. Oh yeah, Vince and Shane versus Shawn Michaels and God at whatever pay per view that was. I remember he had his whole family pray. He was like, "Get down on your knees, God damn it!" Uh, Speaking of which, the Peacock has uh, broadened some of its content. Uh, Ever so slowly, ever so quietly. And uh, we might, uh, who knows what we're going to get tonight. Uh, Smackdown, episode 39 from the year 2000. May 9th, 2000, from New Haven, Connecticut, apparently. And which one, what's that? That's when uh, That's he the, was like, life sucks and then you die. Yeah. Who do you say it to? <laughs> do you say it to uh, fucking Trish? I don't know. God, I hope not. Now I understand. I, now I understand that there are a number of you. I understand that there are a number of you. I understand that. I understand that some of you feel as though that the McMahon-Helmsley faction last Monday on Raw just wasn't fair to Chris Jericho. I understand that many of you feel as though since the McMahon-Helmsley faction made Chris Jericho compete on three different occasions, defending the Intercontinental title until he lost it, that it just wasn't fair. Well, that's just too damn bad. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. I think I remember that promo now. Yeah, then it goes on and on. on. Uh, it gets kind of racist at the end. Oh, my God. Why? What about the looks? What about the money, huh? What about the money? Uh-huh, you scrimp and you save, you work yourselves half to death, and still you can't afford what you really want. That's not fair. It's not fair that some people are rich and you're not. That's not fair. And you know what? You have to face facts. But the vast majority of you are just born with inferior DNA. Whoa. And you say, it's not fair, I'm born with inferior DNA, but you feel sorry for yourselves, you wallow in your self-pity, and then you have to face the facts that life is not fair. And some of you, a select few, you might as well go ahead and admit it. You might as well own up to the philosophy for some of you, and that is that life sucks, and then you die. die. (laughs) (laughs) Well, who knows? That may come come up tonight. We'll see what date the... Speaking uh, of not fair, okay, you know for a fact he's not acting. Wait, I don't think, actually, I don't think SmackDown on Peacock goes back that far just yet, so never mind. Uh, but you know he's not acting, right? Like, you know that's just him shooting from the head. That's exactly how he feels. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Vince, great job out there. He's like, for what, pal? <laughs> I just said what was on my mind. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to speak from the heart. 
and their inferior DNA. Oh my. Uh, so last time on the show, yes. we watched a pre-WrestleMania 10 episode of WWF Superstars from 1994, featuring a lot of talking and Bret Hart versus Adam Bomb. Uh, and then a 205 Live episode from just a few short months ago featuring friend of the network, August Gray, coming out victorious in the main event. Yes. Uh, a couple of, couple his, of fun things With to watch. his, what was it called? Oh, my God. It was an unprettier from, like, the top rope or something. Oh, man, what the fuck? What did he call that move? Remember that? Better than, or, like, prettier than you or better than fucking... Oh, now it's going to bother me. But I remember... If you'd asked me this before we started, I would have been able to look it up. And my computer's not cooperating. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Somebody will tell us from last episode. And if they don't, well, too bad. Uh, so that being said, let's see what the cock has in store. Shall I press the button? Uh... It doesn't. Oh shit! Never mind. I, was, I, I looked up. A, I looked him up on a Cage Match, but it doesn't have his finisher. Oh, it's called just... so much prettier. That's what it's called. Okay, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Um. So yeah, for anybody who has not joined us before, uh, Sal's gonna hit the button. It's gonna make a noise. It's gonna yep. make a beep boop noise, and then uh, it's gonna give us a date, uh, a month and a day, and then it will tell us uh, what event from that date that we are going to watch this evening. That's right. Um. So um, yeah. Whenever uh, whenever you're ready. One, two, three. Very uh, very low key button push this time. Yes. Because they can't all be weird noises. Um, <clears throat> I'm still a little I'm still a little congested from this uh, cold. It's been kicking my ass. So. Sure, it's uh, not COVID. Yeah. Yes. Just saying. I can still taste. Oh, good. Like this delicious can of water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. It has given us the date of May 13th. Ooh. So. Oh, at least it's not May 19th. <laughs> not that long ago. Um, Do you so, remember that? Do you remember when May 19th was a catchphrase? Oh, yeah. Okay. For Kane. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> So, presumably, it could give us the NXT UK episode that I covered as we record this, this morning on Spot of NXT. But, uh, huh. it, there, there, there are other, there are, hopefully there are other options and that's not the only thing on the list for May 13th. Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay. Uh, off to a good start here. WCW. Oh no. Oh, interesting. Sal. Yeah. We have a, uh, uh, uh a newcomer to Peacock. Okay. Something just recently uploaded to, to the to the library on Peacock. It is uh, it is WCW Monday Nitro. Ooh, I remember from, someone who used to do a show about WCW Monday Nitros. Yeah, I don't know who you're talking about. From May thirteenth, nineteen ninety six. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh. <sighs> remember how the WWE Network always had kind of detailed episode descriptions yes yeah peacock just says the giant versus lex luger <sighs> that's all it says so if it's may 13th 1996 that means that you did in fact cover this at some point 
That's on the point. Nitromania series. And if it's a regular episode, that means you covered it solo, which means I am now forced forced to watch whatever the fuck we're about to watch. Again, the giant versus Lex Luger. That's all we get from Peacock. <sighs> oh, shit. This is before Bash of the Beach. This is before Bash of the Beach. This is also still a one-hour episode of Nitro. So. Oh, and it's before certain people show up at... Um, Just know. before. Yeah, this yeah. is like two, uh, two weeks before that. Yep, yep, yep. Because I'm looking at the... Uh, what do you call that thing? Thumbnail? Thumbnail for May 27th. And Ayo, there he is. Ayo. So that means this uh, is going to fucking suck. All right. <laughs> If you are going to watch along with us, uh, go ahead and point your browser at uh, PeacockTV.com. <laughs> and in your search, or if you're lucky enough to not live in the U.S., go to W Network. Uh, and in the search bar, you can just search for Monday Nitro. They have this listed as Season 2, because it's 1996, Episode 18. So Season 2, Episode 18, May 13th, 1996. Uh, it is 42 minutes and 42 seconds. Don't forget to bring a towel. Uh... And uh, when you are ready, are you ready? I am. I have, I will it. I have it ready to go. On the zero, zero, zero mark. Again, uh, Sal and I both have the Premium Plus version of Peacock, so they have not uh, shoved ads in here anywhere for us. Uh, if you have the the ad version, you'll just have to try and pause and finagle it, and then I apologize. Um, oh, uh, I would like to take this opportunity to um, advocate to my fellow wrestling fans. It's worth it to get the premium plus to go ad free because it is extremely unbearable to try to watch <laughs> anything on Peacock without that. And it's yeah. the same cost as what you guys was paying for the network. Anyway, true. So. true. Very true. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, I would, I will back up that statement for sure. For sure. For sure. Um, okay. So everybody at the zero, zero, zero mark, I will say three, two, one play and we will press play on play. So, Three, two, one, play. Literally nothing's happening. Oh, there it is. <laughs> it, it takes a second. <laughs> Classic red, yellow Hogan. Exploding streetlights. I think that was Luger body slamming someone? No, there's Luger. I don't know who that is. Hey, Sting! Sting just came into my living room. Sting, Kablaoui, Flames. Tubes, Gork, Kaflui. Wait. If it's only one hour, who does commentary? <laughs> Hello, everybody, and oh, welcome bitch off. once again to WCW Monday Nitro Live bitch off. here on TNT. Is it him and Larry? And it's going to be Bischoff, Keenan, and uh, Mongo. Mongo? Unless, unless Mongo's already joined the full horse by this point. He might have. Will the third time be nope, the there he is, with the dog. Luger. He has missed. What's the dog's name? Pepper? Wait a minute. This is the episode he where Lex Luger camped out. In Nashville <laughs> last night. Oh my god, he looks Look like a him. hobo. Look and at him with his stupid blanket and his flashlight and a fucking fly swatter. Like a goddamn moron. With a with a sleeping bag and a pillow next to his chair. 
and points out an He's there with a flashlight reading a newspaper. A Can you help idiot. me out here? Why did he camp out? He might be facing because he missed like two previous title matches or something. So why didn't he just show up to the building early? Because he's a goddamn moron. That's true. Heartbreak Hotel. Look at the little guy. He's in Nashville. Look at the puppy. Look at the puppy. Look at the dog. Just like Elvis. It's funny. Elvis dogs. Funny dog. It's a big hat. It's funny hat. Luger, I've got to hand it to the man. He showed up, by God, and he is going to wrestle tonight. Well, we Thank you for coming to a close-up of the dog two minutes after we stopped talking about the dog. Yep. We're going to see Dave Taylor <sighs> facing Chris Benoit, but right now, let's get down to the ring. Squire Dave Taylor? Kicking it off yes. with Public Enemy. Oh, Public Enemy, fuck off. Dude, I've said this before on this network. I've said this before on this show. I never got Public Enemy. No. Never. Nope. And let me tell you Agreed. what, folks. And I think Rocco rocks from, like, around here. I don't give a shit. I really don't. you've never seen the Steiner Brothers wrestle. <clears throat> oh, it's the Steiners. The men wear pink, so. Dude, you realize that we're going to get some stiff drops from the Steiners this match. The Steiner Brothers will fight. I guarantee you one of one of the members of Public Enemy are going to get suplexed right on the top of their head. By the way, everybody's like... Wah, people are being unsafe and hurting each other in wrestling. Has anybody seen a Steiners match? <laughs> they, they, they were doing that shit 20 fucking years ago. See, it's funny because Johnny Grunge was 69. It's, uh, it's funny. Isn't the other one where double zero? Yeah. Let me tell you about somebody else who's standing outside of the doors. And those, those are like Taco Bell jerseys, right? What'd you say? Those are like Taco Bell jerseys, right? That was like the gimmick. They're supposed to look like the outside of a Taco Bell bag or something. Stop with your bullshit. Nobody got fined $50,000. Come on now. So apparently they ran out of that... Uh, Colorful fabric halfway through Scott Steiner's singlet? No, 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 no. Oh, wait. No, Rick has Rick has it all over. Damn That's it. only going on half. I thought they had it on opposite sides, and I was like, no, it's a tag team thing. Like the NXT team, like the old NXT tag team. Yes. No, instead, um, Scott Steiner's right side of his singlet is just plain pink, and then the other side is the colors of his brothers. The pink with all the confetti all over. You know, I was really the first wrestler to really make pink a color that you can wear. for the first time since they were kids growing up. Are they going whoa, 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 this is this is it. Oh my god, we're ten seconds in, he's gonna drop him on his head. Oh no, he just threw him again. Oh by the way, we are what? Two years before Big Papa Pump? Right? I, I don't know, I never got that. Dude, but look at no hard cam is guys. Hard cam's the other way, guys. Hard cam. Looking at your asses. Yeah, you're you're both showing us your your butts. What the fuck? Where is Table? Um, Table must be sick. Not, yeah, didn't accompany them to ringside tonight. Maybe he's hiding under the ring. Well, they were already at the ring as the show started, so. That's true. Oh, yeah, but look at Scotty Steiner, dude. He is ripped. He's massive. And this is 96. 
the cat, whoever they got their hands on, you know, they're, they're not the Jacked, brightest family going to whatever you want to call it. Yeah. A lot of people wondering about which of the teams in Slamboree. But, like, sharp, like, pointy, like, like his biceps make, like, a pyramid point. It's weird. And you've got a lot of men that wish they were not. You're saying they're peaks? Peaks, yes. Peaks first, freaks. And freaks and peaks. Oh my God! Rick Steiner almost won it right there, just like that. Especially the Nature Boy Rick Flair, the Macho Man Randy Savage. Rick Flair is driving the Macho Man absolutely. Oh no! This is the one where he's going to drag a dead tag team partner to the ring. It could be. It seems to be part of that story. That was such a weird story. It's like I hate Ric Flair because he took my ex-wife. And he took my divorce money, and he's spending it. But yet, we just forgot about this is, it. This is the go-home Nitro for Slammery 96. So. There it is. But, like, they never had, like, a war, like a steel cage match, or, like, Liz on a pole, or nothing like that. Like, the whole fucking feud just kind of faded, right? There were four dark matches before this episode of Nitro started. Yeah. Alex Wright defeated Disco Inferno. Jushin Thunder Liger defeated Billy Kippen. God damn it. I would have wanted to see that. Eddie Guerrero defeated Lord Steven Regal. Oh, I would have wanted to see that, too. And the Nasty Boys defeated Public Enemy. Whoa. Somebody doesn't like Public Enemy in the office. So Public Enemy, Public Enemy lose to the Nasty Boys before the show starts. And then just hang out in the ring so they can then lose to the Steiner Brothers. Yep, 100%. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Rocco Rock just landed on his rocks. Ding dong. Hello? Ding dong, hello. That's in, uh, that's in No Mercy. You can hear the bell sound. And Ding. later on, we're going to find out if the world champion will be Lex Luger as he is facing the so, Giant. Because it, it's been so long since I played it. No Mercy, you could grab weapons from the crowd, right? All I got to tell him is yes. stay away from that okay. monster's hand. And I remember, like, you would... You never knew what you were going to get. Sometimes you'd get a chair, sometimes you'd get a guitar. No mercy is like a box of chocolate. I used to love the ring bell because you could, you could, you could hit somebody with it and it would always be like, ding! Even if you DDT'd someone on it the right way, it would make the sound. using his head and now this Steiner's in a little bit of trouble here. Don't waste any time with the Don't Steiners. give me that Don't bullshit. The Steiners are not in trouble. And what about what about Ric Flair, Mongo? We understand that you uh, had a little the only good thing Brad Shaw did. Well, Beat the shit out of public. Let me tell you what, my friend. If he thinks I'm gonna sit back, that's not true. I, I, I can't talk about You're it right face. now. Let's watch the match. Because I, I just have to tell you that something's in the works, baby. <gasps> we'll, uh, we'll talk more about Mongo foreshadowed him going into the Horsemen. <laughs> because he's because Bischoff was like, "What about you and Ric Flair? I heard you guys had a run-in backstage." And he's like, "I just I can't talk about it. something's in the works." Can you do me a quick favor? Can you check the uh, Slamboree card and see if Kevin Green teamed up with Mongo at that um, that event? Because that means that we're a week or two away from him. No, a week away from him joining the Horsemen. No, Slamboree was Lord of the Ring. Oh, okay. Right hand there. Double Irish rip into the ropes. Scotty Steiner coming off and he gets stopped. Dead in his tracks. Double elbow. Steiner in trouble here. Yeah, that and match wasn't bad for... 
So when did he, when did Mongo become a horseman? So Rocco Rock with a um, a flipping senton off the top rope and got nothing but mad. Hey, this special announcement. Make a note. Beginning May 27th. WCW Monday Nitro Live coming your way each and every week, eight o'clock for two. Yeah, that was at uh, Great American Bash '96, which was which was in June. Okay, so we're a few weeks away. Okay, from now. a few a month a month and a half. Well, because I mean, he's already talking about stuff in the work with Flair, and I can't talk about it. Like, Arn Anderson and Ric Flair defeat Kevin Green and Steve McMichael. Yeah, because Mongo turned on them. And it was smart. So, yeah, that's, that's the next pay-per-view. I'm not going to lie. I instantly appreciated Mongo turning on Kevin Green. Because I never liked Kevin Green. move. Good job. You know what I mean? I never liked Kevin Green. He's down on the floor, isn't he? in pain. And Mongo was cool because he was in LT's corner at WrestleMania 11. <laughs> oh, Frankensteiner. So, so Scotty hits the Frankensteiner. But before he pins, just to stick it up Rock of Rock's ass, he pumps his fist to the crowd like as if to say, I can take as much time as I want and still pin this jabroni. Yeehaw, motherfuckers. Oh my god, I've never listened to these lyrics before. This is the story of a brother's Rick and Scott. But no Steiner. Steiner Line. That's the only part I remember. And it's not Steiner Line. It's Steiner Eyes. Oh, I thought it was Steiner Line. Scott Steiner. Steiner what? You're going to get Steiner Eyes. Steiner Eyes. That's tough. Pretty good. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be a really good wrestling match. Right Unless they give them like two minutes. Yes, here's the story of two brothers, Rick and Scott. They yeah. don't use drugs and they're always on top. That's nice. Tennessee. Wait, they do the use drugs though. They're all steroid up. <laughs> We're not supposed to talk about that. Squire Dave Taylor, who will be teaming Who's he with? Who's that guy? It's um, Jeeves. Oh, what? Jeeves. Chives, as Dusty called him on Chives. That's what Chives is from. I was always wondering why Dusty said Chives. A couple of weeks ago, and Taylor the man... To answer the call, and by the way, guys. Wait, where's the Earl of, of Eaton? Earl Robert Eaton is I mean, probably not there. Isn't wasn't he still part of the Diamond Dallas team? Page? What's yeah, up but. with that? The benefactor? I mean, who's be? This guy's like a canker sore that keeps coming back. Every uh, time you think he's sore. he comes back. This time he's got somebody with money behind him. Well, who is it, Eaton? I don't know, but somebody must know something about Diamond Dallas. There must be something there that keeps driving this benefactor to keep bailing this guy out. Who's the benefactor know, of Diamond Dallas Page? I've got do you remember that storyline? Because I do not. Well, 
They found a loophole. He got oh, look, there's the horse. There's Ric Flair's table with the candelabra. He's back. We'll be talking more about that. We'll be talking more about Chris Benoit, the Taskmaster, Slammery, and all the action coming up. Shit, who is the DDP? I don't know. That didn't happen on Nitro. So I don't remember. Dude, I honestly don't even remember that storyline. <laughs> then he all lost. Right, then he lost that match to Johnny B. Bad, and they write a check for like all of his money. I do remember that. Yeah, and then DDP was poor, and he was like in the gutter, right? He's yeah, like, I have nothing. I have no wife. I have no battle bull ring. Found in the toilet. I don't want to ask Arn Anderson or the Taskmaster. Both those people scare me. He's crisp, he's clean, and he knows a lot of ways to hurt you. He didn't get that name, the Crippler, the easy way. Uh, let's not let's not talk about how Benoit got his nickname. Because of his ability in that ring. Maybe Aaron Anderson's getting a little soft. He has no. This doesn't age well, huh? I disagree with you. He's got a feeling for me. Dave Taylor, like, did he ever talk to Kevin when he talked no, to Did he ever do anything? Did, was he ever like a TV champ or anything like that? Obviously, the guy can wrestle. But I feel like he's got no charisma. I'm trying to trying to see if I can figure out who the, uh, the benefactor was. Mm-hmm. Probably right up there with who raised the briefcase. And is it just my imagination or did when Benoit step up in Arn Anderson's face, he kinda stepped back a little, didn't he? Yeah, no, it just goes it just goes from Battle Bowl and him losing because <laughs> he loses uh, he loses the loser leaves town match to the booty to the booty man in March. Oh, isn't that when Kimberly became the booty babe? Yeah. And then he returns on May 18th, so five days from now on Saturday night. Let's hear about who the benefactor was. For the Atlanta Hawks. It really wouldn't surprise me if Tonight, they, they didn't like, ever follow up with it. <laughs> it was Ted Dudley. It wasn't everybody. Squire David Taylor with chives. Titles. Only in Britain, my friend. Only in Britain. Well, because the other Englishman is way more charismatic than him, and that would be Lord Stephen Regal. Parking lot match left over from those cars around the parking lot. He had a hard time getting through the metal detector at the airport. Those Irish eyes weren't smiling. They were furious. They were not. Well, you know Regal's happy about not having him for a partner. Oh, I'm sure Regal's thrilled. They would have ripped each other to pieces before the match even started. Big European uppercut forearm by Squire David Taylor and i tell you what, that'll rock your world in a hurry. Oh, oh. comes off. <laughs> he comes off the top uh, the apron with a double uh, sledgehammer to the back of Benoit. But he does it with such, like, I don't know. I don't know what's the word for it. Like, ever so lucky. such enthusiasm. Like, this is the best move ever. Double sledgehammer. Okay. They, call, they just called it sledgehammer. I know it's a double axiom. Just going by what what bitch off is saying. Look at Nick Patrick. Does he have a mustache this time? Nope, he's not even yet. There's no NWO yet. That doesn't mean he never had a mustache before the NWO. He's babyface Nick Patrick. Literally. Look at him. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Electric chair, drop. Oof. Oof. And where did Benoit land? Where did he land, Adam? Right on his shoulders. Oh, right on the back of his head. <laughs> oh, that was kind of cool. We'll follow a slam pin action. Why why does Mongo want to talk to the Macho Man? Is he trying to get beat up? Isn't isn't Savage like a lunatic at this point? Yes. Utterly. I wonder if this is the episode where he's a stupid, stupid, stupid little man. Oh, Snapdragon. You see lots of those in AEW. Dragon suplex with the bridge and landed Dave Taylor right on his own head. Wait, so Benoit is a horseman? Yes. And Pillman's been gone for a year at this point. Because Pillman was the fourth horseman. So there's only been three for like a year? Chris Benoit, very, very tough man. A member of the horseman. Knows exactly what to do. I might be exaggerating when I say Pillman's been gone for a year. He might have, he might have been, he might have left in like January in his May. So, still, that's six months without a fourth member. Coming up next, the Nature Boy Ric Flair. She takes on BK Wall Street here live. Oh my God! Oh my God! They're, they're actually gonna put a match on TV. The Nature Boy, the 16-time world champion. At this point, it was like 12. Against IRS. I don't even know what to say. We are in Nashville, Tennessee. We are live, and with me at this time is the Macho Man Randy Savage. He has been barred from the building. Wait. No, it had been more than a year. No, uh, no, sorry. This is 96. It had been been three months. Three. Because the the I Respect You strap match was at Super Brawl 6, which was February 11th. Was that I Respect You, Booker Man? Was that that one? (laughs) Oh, I just watched the... um, with what you're going through, it's Mongo, baby. Why? Ric Flair, you done made a mistake now, darling. Wait. It's all right. Doesn't make it. Doesn't have to make publicity on my behalf. Is he saying because his ex-wife took his divorce money and is spending it with another guy? Because that won't happen for three or four years from now. I'm gonna do something about it, Macho. Just chill out, baby, because I've got a plan. All right, easy. Doesn't here. Just a second. Wait, I thought I'm so confused. You're not going to be allowed in there, Randy. Forget it. Macho Man Randy Savage isn't part of the NWO. I have business left here. Why is he wearing the Macho Man Randy Savage NWO gear? Come here, please. Don't walk away from it. You have lost it. Lost what? Your mind. Your mind. You ain't seen nuts. I'll talk to you in another lifetime, but not this one. I'm going to take the WCW and turn it upside down. What is that symbol on his chest? He's trying to be Superman? Did it say Thunder Thunder in Paradise? Thunder Alley. Thunder Alley. Thunder Alley. I don't care about the money. I'll reiterate that. You understand that? Who said that? I don't know where I've been. I... I adore Macho Man. He is amazing. It's so good when he's just out of his fucking mind. Telling you, nobody does the personal feud more, you know, better than Savage. I don't care about the money. I don't care about the money. Who said that? I don't care about the money. Dragging a dead dead people. I think the randomizer paid us a gift here. We we called it dragging a dead tag team partner. 
psychiatrist, yeah. And she said I was an OCD one cool dude. You understand that? <laughs> All right, I should point out that whether it's a psychiatrist it's a, or some kind of counseling, that is a bad joke. That is a bad joke. I had to see a psychiatrist. She said I was an OCD one cool dude. One cool dude. Our world is about to change. Was this foreshadowing the NWO? Oh no, it's a glacier promo. God damn it. <laughs> Sub Zero. Wait, so let me get this straight. Blood runs cold. Got it. Uh, yeah, blood runs cold. Did they? Okay, I gotta ask you this because you might remember it since you since you covered this stuff. Did they immediately drop the vignettes as soon as Scott Hall showed up? Or did they give it like a week or two? As I as I recall from my own research, yeah, they didn't drop the vignettes. They didn't, they didn't play them very frequently, but they did delay the de- the debut for a while. It's until like Scott September, Hall. right? Yeah. That's amazing. Okay, Wall Street. What could that stand for? You know, is that Voodoo Kin Wall Street? <laughs> His ill-fitting suit. I was listening to a, a, a another podcast and they were talking about IRS being wicked unhappy in '95 in the in the WWF. But this was the answer to go be a jobber that makes fun of the Vince McMahon character in WCW. That was the best he could do. But would he rather be doing this or would he rather be a boat captain? Kevin Green is going to be with Do you know that VK Wall Street was at the first WrestleMania? Voodoo Kin Wall Street. Do you know he was at the first WrestleMania? I may have known that. He was teaming with Barry Windham as the U.S. Express. That's right. And they came out to Hulk Hogan's Real American theme. Because Hogan came out to Eye of the Tiger on the original broadcast, definitely not on the network. So who do you th- whose whose decision do you think that was? Do you think Vince? Do you think that was Vince's decision? Or do you think Hogan went, "Hey, dude, uh, that's that song would work a lot better for me, brother." I think they knew they couldn't use "I Am the Tiger" outside of that one night at WrestleMania, maybe a couple Saturday night main event. <laughs> and I think Vince was like, Oh, we got some new music for you. You're a real American hero, right? So we're going to put this song that fits you better. But that's the U.S. Express also, song, brother. Doesn't matter, we fired Barry Window. We can still use this song. Trying to fuck a pump. By the way, you want to talk about Petty? While Hogan's with the NWO and WCW, Vince decided to give that music to the Stooges. Oh wow, they're actually. I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody at this point needs clarification about the pettiness of Vince McMahon. Well, it goes. Sometimes it it needs to be specified because it goes beyond human comprehension. 
BK Wall Street to um, side headlock on the Rick Flair with the St. Patrick's Day tights a couple months late. <laughs> Green tights, gold boots. They wouldn't let me move into a gated neighborhood, so I created a relative of Leona Helmsley and said he was from Greenwich. That'll show. I'm surprised this match is actually taking place. Do you know why? I figured Savage would be storming the ring by now. Well, we can't get through. Doug Dillinger. <laughs> yeah, because Doug Dillinger stopped me with Street, lunatic Randy Savage. BK Wall, Wall Street, by the way, look a little tubby. A little tubby. Well, yeah, you already got paid. They pay you in advance in BK <laughs> Wall Street, going back to his old uh, singlet-wearing days. That's right. I, I remember this because I remember making note of how many times he had to adjust the fucking legs of his singlet during the match. Right enough. Fucking grabbing it. Right enough. Bankroll from him, and now he's gonna have to tag with it. That's right. What does it say on the back of his singlet? Just Wall Street. Is that all it says? With the with the a big old dollar sign, dude. A big old dollar sign makes me think that he actually wore this at some point with the million dollar corporation. He never wore singlet with the million dollar corporation. It was always the shirt and pants. And yeah, but do you think which he would which he would move to later? Do you think he um he had the singlet ready to go and Vince was like, nope, you're wrestling in the suit, pal. You wear a tie, goddamn. That way, Bobby Heenan can say they stepped on your tongue. <laughs> What, what tax collector wears a singlet, you idiot? I used to feel so bad for IRS because he'd always be sweating. Okay. So sweating. Ric Flair begging off is a Ric Flair thing to do, but Ric Flair begging off from VK fucking Wall Street. <laughs> well, to be fair, he's using the opportunity to take it, to have a little dance with woman. That's her name, not the... Not the gender. <laughs> uh, woman, oh woman, won't you marry me now? Yes. Getting in somebody's head. That means you're not concentrating on the task at hand. I think it's a prime opportunity. Also, who's the face here? Of course it's Flair, but really, who's? I was gonna say it's Flair, kind of. Even though he's fighting with Macho Man, who's obviously the face. Oh, that was a fucked up drop to a hold. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Fuck's sake, Rotunda. Get your shit together. And at the right, VK Wall Street is broke his goddamn ankle. How much do I bet Mike Rotunda is like, I wrestled Flair back in 86. <laughs> back at the first blood and gut. <laughs> a commercial break, but this amazing match is going, what the fuck? That's not a cover. <laughs> no, it's not. He had him in a fucking leg grapevine standing up. And the ref starts counting. Is that Randerson? Randerson's such a doofus. Flippy floppy. Ooh, Ooh flare flop. He the... doesn't usually flippy floppy to the floor. Yeah, I was going to say, flip flopped all the way to the floor. Oh my god, VK Wall Street taking it to Ric Flair. <laughs> flare flop. Oh. I can't believe I just said that. VK Wall Street is taking it to Ric Flair. What the hell? <laughs> it's because they're friends. I was going to say, they must be friends. That's it. They've been around the same amount of time. <laughs> Kidding. I don't think I don't think Mike Rotunda was wrestling in the 70s. But I could be wrong. You don't think Mike Rotunda was wrestling in the 70s? I don't think so, right? Because he was a young... Strappy tag team specialist in, in 85. I'm a broadcast journalist. Yeah, you are. Let me tell you about the clout this man has. He 
has a VIP section over here. Cage match has okay. Cage match has his first match in 1982. There it is. So close. Close. The Flair's been wrestling since like 72. So. <clears throat> Two thousand four hundred sixty-one matches. Damn, that's a lot of matches. From nineteen eighty-two to two thousand seven. That might be more what more matches than I've watched in my life. Might. might. I yeah. But I've watched thousands. Not all of them as bad as this. But <laughs> and yet somehow also not all of them as competitive as this. Right. This is weird. 14-time world champion against a guy who never held a single title. And then going 50-50. No, no, they're not even going 50-50. Rotunda's beating the shit out of him. Now, according to Cage, cage Match, again, this is Cage Match, so we cannot guarantee that it's 100% complete. But this is one of only 44 matches he had in 1996. Who, Rotunda or Flair? Yeah. <laughs> he only had 38 in 1997. So you're saying he started to wind down. But then a whopping 94 in 98. Why did he have 9? Why? Is it because they needed NWOB team members? <laughs> Probably. We need somebody for Luga to beat real quick on Nitro. 17 matches in October alone. Wait, how many times did he fight Goldberg? No. <laughs> they pad Goldberg. And they were all in Oh, figure four. Figure four and... And Rotunda gives up. Oh, I'm sorry, VK Wall Street gives up. <laughs> Randerson's a goddamn moron. That's it. That's it. Style of- Did you just hear what I heard? When when David Penzer, or, or I think it's David Penzer, announced, announced Flair's the winner, he sounded so much like Rich Palladino. Beginning to show his teeth, I'm afraid. Nature boy, Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. How much? How much is woman gonna molest Gino right here? So now we're at the we're at the, the, the four horseman buffet. I don't think Ric Flair, you have endeared yourself. She's telling him off with a cocktail napkin. She's giving one to Liz, so Liz can do the same thing. They've not thought much of a nature boy since I made. Dolly Parton ride Space Mountain one night. <gasps> let's, let's talk about the implication. Good God. The man who this Sunday at Slamboree is going to be your partner is unglued. Did I hear the macho man say he would drag a dead man to the ring? That's exactly what Bloody he said. Genius. Ew, gross. So oh my god. Things you couldn't can do. You imagine, can you imagine? Can you imagine if Rick Flair actually did that when he was making out with you? And we're going to knock WCW out his ass, brother. Do you think Flair went tanning every day? Or do you think he just. Slept outside in the nude. Oh, you're going to bring up that football yes. player that dares to be a defensive lineman. I guarantee you, Ric Flair, especially in 1996, Ric Flair is someone who only wears clothing if he absolutely has to. Rolled in the dirt to become a four-time all-pro. Ric Flair only wears clothes if it would be illegal for him not to. I stayed up all night. 
And even still, sometimes that doesn't matter. Look at the plane ride from hell. He had his robe on. Barely. <laughs> he had it open, from what I heard. <laughs> By the way, I know that they're divorced at this point, but it must make Savage sick to his stomach to watch Flair slobber on Elizabeth like that. Ooh, this is a World is Heavyweight great. Championship this match. A World Heavyweight Championship match where both competitors uh, enter during commercial. Yeah, nobody, everybody got the drummer entrance. That's kind of. Maybe that's a net. Maybe that's a, a network edit. The man who everybody has been doubting, including. Maybe they actually got entrances back in 1996. Lex Luger, this is. Third time, will it be a charm here tonight against this monster, seven foot four, four hundred and forty plus pounds, the My biggest man. This is singlet giant when the singlet just looks just a little bit too loose. Did you just hear that? No. Seven foot four, four hundred and forty pounds. Which is funny because he's never been seven foot four. <laughs> And he looks like he's about he's 360. He's ever been. Yeah, I was going to say, he's skinny as like shit. A rubber ball. A clothesline. He, he, Mongo, he didn't even have to take a step into that clothesline. He just muscled Luger down like a child. If he's 7'4", yeah. that makes Rick Steiner like 6'10". Well, I was going to say Luger, too. Uh, Luke, Lex Luger, rather. Not Rick Steiner. Not Rick Steiner. What the fuck? <clears throat> I'll tell you, some Luger's got probably the greatest opportunity of anybody right now Seven because he's in there the champion of the world, and he can beat this man. Luger has those kind of credentials. Although, to be fair, watching this in ni- if I was watching this in '96, I completely would have bought that yeah. because I I was also <laughs> the kid sitting at home going. It really gets cold when the Undertaker comes out. No can do. He gets caught. Like a fly on paper. Look at this. He is a monster. He is just too much human being to handle. Right in the small of the back, too. I don't care what kind of shoes. We're getting. Just drop him on his fucking neck. That's fine. It's classic vocal Luger selling time. Only we had gotten a promo from the giant where he could whisper. Fantastic. And nursery rhymes, rather. With me in my corner. He's got, he's got legs like oak trees. A cockroach in my apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> he's in a hole. They are because that is the weakest link, and that's guy. saying something. What is the weak link to this man, the giant? Probably he hasn't been in the Come on, Luger. It's that bionic forearm that did nothing because it's the giant. I was like, nah, fuck you. <laughs> Give me your head. Luger's like, dude, you know that's the one with the metal plate. You're supposed to sell that. He's like, nah. Hogan told me not to. I'm the giant, goddammit. See, you say that the singlet's a little loose, but then when he, when he, you see him in that, it's, it's tight in the wrong place, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yes. Yes. Meanwhile, Flair. What you, call, uh, what you call your moose knuckle? Heavy arm? Fine lady? 
Meanwhile, Flair is, is eating dinner with woman and Elizabeth at ringside. Oh, yeah, Giant looks practically svelte. Yeah. Oh, he does. Oh, did I tell you that my middle daughter decided to watch the Big Show show? I'm sorry. She loved it. You know why? It's exactly like all those Disney sitcoms that, that they put on the Disney <laughs> She's channel. what, 12? She's 11. Um, and she loved it more for the uh, the daughter's witty responses than Paul White himself. Which I said that was the appropriate answer. <laughs> and then she was like, wasn't that guy Urkel? And I'm like, yes, he was. <laughs> Uh-oh. Not the buffet. She... Is he going to choke slam him through the caviar? Dude, Ric Flair's flipping out right now. At least he moved the candles first. That's my goddamn Oh, my God. He just, Jaya just wiped everything off the table so that we just have a regular table make, perfect, to make sure it's perfectly clean because you don't want anybody to get hurt. Yeah, no. Oh, oh that looks stiff as shit, though. Holy shit. That was a good choke slam through a table. Flair going over the rail. Wait, the bell's ringing. Because it's a DQ. Jimmy, 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 please don't pull his singlet. That, that can result in some bad things. Hey, look, it's Sting. Stop it now. Stop it now. It's soccer mom hair, Sting. What do you mean, soccer mom hair? It's not the crew cut. It's still got blonde in the front. He's got a fucking he's got a fucking bob, dude. He does not have a bob. Sting has a bob. It's bowl cut sting. Okay, that I'll give you. It is bowl cut sting. <laughs> Where did that change? Like cause he was he was surfacing in ninety four. I know he was. And then in the first nitro he kinda had blondish tips. He is hurt. Oh man! Did you see that, Bishop? See that? Steve Borden, still the same fucking shit to this day. Only, only in this day and age, it's Darby who just got the shit kicked out of him and things going to check on him. Even though this happened to him, baby, I have no respect for Lex Luger. He camped out outside and he came in here and fist bump me, Lex, if you're okay. Fist bump me if you're okay. Why does um Nick Patrick have scissors in his pocket? It's not Nick Patrick. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why does that guy have scissors in his pocket? <gasps> if he has to cut a bandage, maybe. Get the fuck out of here, Gene Oakland. Gene Oakland. Gene. Gene Oakland's like, Luger, any thoughts? This is serious business. Shut up, Heenan. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Well, I know I heard two distinct thuds. One when he was being driven through that table, and another one when he hit that concrete Bobby. floor. Shut up, Heenan. Can't be good for you. He did hit that concrete he floor, dude. Help. He, he went. Look at this replay. Okay. Well, hold on. This is uh, this is Luger trying to spear Giant from the apron. It's not working. Oh, he just kicked him in the mouth. <laughs> Still can't get the Giant off his feet. Finally hits the forearm. Giant goes down. Look at this choke slam. Watch the back of Luger's head. Oh. It's, he smacks the table. Hard yeah. <laughs> yep. And then tell me exactly Jimmy what Jimmy Hart's, Hart's doing here. Jimmy Hart jumping on the back of the Get giant. off him, Gino. Get off him, Gino. Uh, giant. Get off him, Giant. Why? Don't the, throw me around. I'm your friend. You jumped he, on his fucking back, dipshit. He's a bad guy. Why oh, would you oh, tell him oh, to stop? 
Ugh, Vince could have made so much more money with him. I know he made money with him, but he could have made way have more. Mercy. That's it? That's how we end Nitro? That's it. We're going to talk for three minutes now? Well, I'll talk. Nobody Devast- else says. I Devastation. Devastation. <laughs> When's the last time you saw a man, 275 pounds like Lex Luger, the total package, man who has held every title imaginable at WCW all over the world, picked up by his neck, picked up a good six and a half to seven feet in the air, and jammed through a table right at the feet of Ric Flair, woman, and Miss Elizabeth. Well, I'll tell you what, if Sting needed motivation for Slamboree coming up, if he needed that extra Wait a push, minute. he got it tonight. Who's but Sting you, fighting I mean, at Slamboree? The image that Giant is going to title. be burned into his mind when he steps into that ring. I'm assuming he got destroyed. Slamboree for a shot at that world title is going to be the image of his best friend picked up straight up in the air with one hand, driven through a table, I like how they built the giant up and built the giant up and built the giant up ever since Halloween Havoc, and then he just lost the belt back to him. Can't go in that match thinking his mind about his call that having a very stupid finish. Oh, I'm sure. Are you kidding me? It's WCW and it's Slamboree. And you know that man, that seven foot four man across from you, is the man you've got to beat to become champion of the world. Don't worry about your partner on some bedpan in some hospital. Worry about yourself. That's what he's got to do and you know it steve it's coming up this weekend slamboree exclusively if this is the go home wouldn't it make more sense if sting talks and not bischoff and he is going to be an exception well there's a reason slamboree 96 no has, has a 3.7 on cage match forget about it we are running out of time we'll oh let's see let's see luger die again oh and he said it too he went through the table and he went oh oh man Let's watch it again. No. <laughs> let's not. I meant they replayed it again. Oh, yeah. That's true. Uh, <clears throat> I thought you were saying, let's watch Nitro again. Okay. No. <laughs> <sighs> See, this is the problem. Because I, I, I did a couple shows with you from 96, and they were just throwing shit against the wall until the NWO started. Yeah. And it was all garbage. It was like... The Dungeon of Doom, but not really, but also Sting, but Sting sucked, and he wasn't good. It wasn't like when Sting was fighting Vader. It was like, like you said, soccer mob Sting. This this feels very classic WCW. It's like, hey, we're putting a title match on Nitro. It's going to end in a double countout, but we're putting a title match on Nitro. Also, I don't even know what Lex's character was at this point. Because wasn't he... Apparently dipshit who camps outside arenas. <laughs> wasn't he, like, going between With a being... fly swatter. <laughs> wasn't he going between being a face and a heel for a good, I don't know, eight months after he came over from the WWF in, in fall of 95? Like, they didn't know what the fuck they wanted to do with Luger. Remember? He was like... Well, just who side are you on? <laughs> I feel like that really starts when he and Sting win the tag belts in a couple of months. Ugh, or did that already happen? I don't fucking remember. I think that already Anyways. happened, but I know what you're talking about. <sighs> Luger, 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 Luger. Yeah, So this has a this has a 5.42 on Gage Match. That's generous. <laughs> I mean, what was good on this show? Can you name me? Savage. He was crazy. That, Savage. Uh, ben Wavers Taylor. I'd say that match was good. Yeah, but VK Wall Street and Flair went longer. <laughs> it did. It was just the shortest match on the show was the title match. Oh god. I have an idea. Yes. Before you eyeball that button, 
that I know you're eyeballing. <laughs> Do you want to watch the Raw from this night? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That is a great idea. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Well, let's go to I Monday mean, Night Raw. To be to be fair, okay, I might have been in the minority. I know that my older cousin could not stand WWF champion Shawn Michaels. Very seasoned. Like Jose Lothario, Shawn Michaels. But I, I was a big fan of Michaels when he won, the, when it, you know, after he won the title in, um, in 96. I bought in. I'm not saying I was like part of the clique, but. Speaking of Shawn Michaels, the ever so helpful Peacock episode description. For the May 13th, 1996 episode of Monday Night Raw, which is season four, episode 19. Shawn Michaels versus Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Ooh, that is a good one. Do you know there have been 29 seasons of Raw? Can you believe it? Yeah, 90, 94 to 2021. What did you say, season four? Season four, episode 19. Okay. Yeah, 93 to 2021. <clears throat> I hope the I hope the randomizer doesn't get mad at us for for bypassing it. No, time. no, we'll be fine. Shawn Michaels versus Hunter Hearst Helmsley. This should be good. You would hope. Uh, oh, all right. So, um, were you a fan of of you know the Mira fucking stupid hat wearing? WWF champion Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> I I was I would say that I that I certainly was. Um, I remember getting mad at Survivor Series because Madison Square Garden was booing the shit out of him and wanted Sid to win. <laughs> I was like, stop that! He's fucking Shawn Michaels. What are you guys doing? <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, so everybody, if you're gonna watch along, go ahead, uh, pause here and get your, uh, get your episode up at the zero, zero, zero mark. And once again, I will say, uh, three, two, one, play, and we will hit play on play. So, make sure mine's working here, cause it's swirling, look at me swirlies. <laughs> okay. Uh, three, two, one, play. The World, the World Wrestling Federation. World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. But with, but with the new generation. Best rocking. Best rocking. Best rocking. Just because it was the video game theme. I don't even, I don't care. This is the best rocking. It's alright. It's good for nostalgia reasons. <laughs> oh god it's the body donnas as tag champs skip and zip yeah where's sunny the guy has a shirt that's on that, on that on. guy's shirt yeah. <laughs> i saw her earlier i just hope sean michaels doesn't have her corner back in the back somewhere hey speaking of sean michaels oh my god do you remember that Sonny was having interactions with Shawn Michaels at this point? Remember he shoved the cake in her face? I do remember that. It was like his birthday. Yeah, and, and but yet yeah, in real life they were also kind of 
doing stuff behind Chris Campito's back. Hey, it's Ahmed Johnson. Jim Ross. Wonton of Beef Stew. Hey, I man, don't worry about guitars and tables. You gotta worry about Zip and uh, Sonny, by the way. Don't make me do me, boy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I think you missed a spot. Let me help you with that. Wow. She just went straight for the middle. I'm the top ten most beautiful women in the world, okay? But unfortunately, I don't mess with poison. My mom always told me, take trash out, don't bring it in. Oh, 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 snap. Oh, Sonny. You know what? Even back then, she was trashy. Never mind what she's doing now. We won't talk about that. That's not safe for air. Do you need that much Do you need that much oil? I feel like there's a couple of bottles on Ahmed's rocking right now. He's just, he's just swimming in it. Also, those are uh, trunks. They always work. They're like high-waisted trunks. I don't understand what's going on. Ooh, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, okay. He did go back to 2002. <laughs> Jerry Lawler looks young enough to actually be dating the women he's leaving. No, he doesn't. Stop it. He still looks about 40. It's, all, it's also the worst of the worst of the body donors. What, Zip? Zip. Zip. Wait, Doctor Tab. Okay. A year before this, we watched Doctor Tom in the Heavenly Bodies, right? And he had the long hair, and he was teaming with Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey. So, do you think Vince said to Doctor Tom, um, "Oh shit, Ahmed just dropped him on his head"? Fuck's sake. Do you think? Uh, Vince said to Dr. Tom, I'll keep you employed if you cut all your hair and dye it one. He was like, you got it. He looked kind of like Chris Candino. Oh, that's an interesting camera angle. Wow, I mean. Wait, did they just twin magic? They just twin magic. And Mike Kyoto is apparently dumb as a brick. These body owners look so much alike. I think the referee must be confused. Oh yeah, they look totally alike. One's taller than the other one, but that's all right. I don't know, dude. What do you think of your freaking wife sleeping with everybody in the locker room? She's great. Yeah, it's a Ain't she great? What? What the fuck did she say? Also, Sonny came in with Skip, right? Skip and Sonny? Sonny and Skip? So when did she get teamed up with Farouk? Right? Well, she... Ahmed Johnson trying to find a way of escape. She broke away from. Ahmed now! Whoa! Look at that! 
skip and zip when they lost the titles. Yeah, and then and she just chased the, she just chased the tag titles around for a while. Yes. And then they brought it and then she brought it in for But then she went back to the tag titles. Remember LOD 2000? <laughs> yeah, to your to your point, I looked it up here. Uh, so December of 95 in ECW. Uh, December 9th at December to dismember. Uh, the Heavenly Bodies, Jimmy Del Rey and Tom Pritchard, fought uh, in a couple of matches. Eight days later, December 17th, In Your House 5 Seasons Beatings, Dark Match, Barry Horowitz, Hakushi, and the Smoking Guns defeat the Body Donnas, Isaac Yankum, and Yokozuna. Spinebuster. So Zip tried to get back into the match, and Kyoto was like, no, you're the wrong guy. Yep. Mike Kyoto is a fucking moron. I like the Pearl River Punch. Tiger Driver, if you will. Tiger Driver. Zip is the guy that started the match. Come on. Even birthday boy Stevie Wonder could see that. Not well, that was dumb. He used with a Liger bomb. Which is what uh, Indra Long cast. Really well. This is two weeks old, by the way. For the record, Hack is usually very precise in that ring. I mean, shit happened. You know what I mean? I don't think that was Pac's fault. The power bomb on Cassidy. Yeah, I think it just. Uh, oh no, kind of It's hard to say. <gasps> oh my. Warrior man here. What the hell? can help you fulfill prerequisites. Warrior University. This is awful. Prepare you to fulfill a dream. At Warrior University, you and me together can do just that. The testimonial on my life says that you, yes you, have the same exact chance of achieving your dreams as I do. Wait a minute. Do you Sorry, really just believe it? The beginning of this, I'm now just picturing warriors just poking in from the side of the screen. Warrior here. <laughs> the door to Warrior University could quite possibly... Is this seriously a wrestling school that they were trying? Yeah. With my direction... The World Wrestling Federation. I, ne- I don't remember this. If this was a trivia question, I would have instantly I lost. You can turn your fantasies into an ultimate reality. Also, Warrior without makeup. I don't like it at all. That was <laughs> terrible. Speaking of terrible, Duke the Dumpster Drosy's on my screen with a buzz cut. It's time. It's time. Oh boy. Probably high as shit. Well, here comes the love. <laughs> Okay, so this is the slow build for Vader to to challenge Michaels at SummerSlam, right? Like this is like building up Vader as the monster. Oh, didn't Vader break Yoko's leg? They just said um, Yokozuna can attest to that. Oh yeah, 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 because he Vader bombed his leg. Yes. Yeah. And like broke it in half. You're At least that's the kayfabe See. Do you okay? As we get a close up of, of Vader spitting into the camera. Yeah, you're gonna Look at the difference 
between how he's presented here versus how he was when we saw him in 92 against it. Like, yes, he's still a monster, but he's a fucking goofy-ass monster here. As opposed to, um, you know, like a force in 92 in WCW. Oh, we get the pleasure of Jim Cornette. I don't even know what to say about that. They're both from Tennessee, right? Uh, yeah. Is Tennessee? Oh no, maybe they maybe he hasn't broken his leg yet. I don't know. Oh, what? Maybe that was, maybe that was good to huh? Yeah, well, he just might, but right now we've got action. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, according to this article that I found, <clears throat> part of the reason that Warrior came back to the WBF in 96 was to uh, help pay for Warrior University, which is why we just saw that commercial. Uh, the Warrior said that Linda, we don't have to talk about fucking Vader versus Duke Trosi for fuck's sake. The Warrior said that Linda McMahon was put in charge of the negotiations between Warrior and the company. One requirement that Warrior had in his WWF negotiations was to be able to market his own line of merchandise, including his school and his comic book. Well, I know Both the Warrior... The comic book. <laughs> BDSM Santa. Both the Warrior and the WWF would share in the profits. The Ultimate Warrior would indeed return to the WWF, and with him, a slew of advertisements for his merch. Commercials for Warrior School began popping up on WWF television. Eventually, the marriage between both Warrior and WWF burned out again. The WWF accused Warrior of no-showing several events, while the Warrior accused Vince McMahon and the WWF of pocketing all of the profits of his personal merchandise. Either way, Warrior disappeared again. What a tragedy. But how'd the school do? Ultimately, no pun intended, closing the school. Some accused Warrior's school to be just like the school's Warrior was trying not to be. A scam. Oh, no. We're back with more Raw! <sighs> The premise of Warrior University was to send a fee of $9.95 to a P.O. box in Scottsdale, Arizona. You'd be sent a pamphlet explaining what Warrior University was, and then, if lucky, get chosen to enroll in the school for roughly $5,000. Oh, my God. Warrior promised to meet each and every student for training and learning. Nobody notable ever graduated from the school. Does that mean that Warrior University was a scam? Perhaps or perhaps not. What we do know is that the school didn't last very long and quickly disappeared once the WWF parted ways. Yikes. Okay. So I just searched Warrior University on Google. The top result was, was that, that article that I was just reading from. But you know they also have that people also ask section? Yeah. People also ask, is the Ultimate Warrior Sting? <laughs> that's so, that's cute. You were saying, I was saying that the Dumpster's a competitor and a great one, but I don't Dude, Duke the Dumpster Drosy isn't a great competitor. Are we kidding me? <laughs> He's a fucking trash man. How dare you mention Gorilla Monsoon? How dare you mention Gorilla Monsoon? He's carted him out, and this guy's gonna be no what a different. shitty sleeper. is gonna have a special place reserved because he's gonna be the only guy that ever took two trips on that. How high do you think Duke Drosy is right now? Extremely. Especially to get in the ring with Duke with Vader. So, here's a fun little story about James E. Cornette. He was born in Kentucky. He was born in Louisville, Kentucky, but. His yeah. first break 
team in um, in Mid South Wrestling watch as Jerry Jarrett and Jerry Lawler to visit the TV taping and offer their opinions. Uh, Jarrett suggests a talent trade. Invite Watts to Memphis, Tennessee. Watts took singles performers Dennis Condry, Bobby Eaton, and Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson. And then Watts noticed the brass young manager in Cornette. <laughs> he was so obnoxious I wanted to slap him. Yeah? Yeah. Sounds about right. You used Yoko Zun and you know you did. What? I didn't use anybody, but he's going to be all used up after Vader gets finished with him on May 26th, right, King? That's right. Yoko Zun will be like grindstone, that old neck. So, Cornette goes start Mid-South, so not necessarily Memphis, but they had talent sharing going on, so... He w- bottom line is he worked with Lala for a while, on and off. In your house, beware of dog. He don't feel pain, no. I swear oh, yes, he, does. he does. I swear yes, he, he does. does. Coming up the road, oh. oh, did you hear, by the way, that Rey Mysterio and his son Dominic are not the first father-son tag team to win uh, tag team titles in wrestling? Because not in wrestling, no, in the WWF, yes. In the WWF, but not in wrestling. Apparently, they did it like last weekend. Yeah. Last weekend, Ricky Morton and his son won tag titles in some that, indie promotion. That, that fucking Booker. I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna get him. He must be so cool. He must be the coolest guy ever at his Knights of Columbus place. He didn't even place him down. He just dropped him. Vader bomb. And and Drosy fucking puts his foot on the bottom rope right at the three count. Fuck you, Duke. Yeah. Seriously. Oh, no, he did already break Yoko's leg, and this was like the revenge match or something, which Yoko, I think, also lost. Let's go back and I'm sure it's related to the thunderstorm that uh, caused the blackout, but the, the, the original Vader versus Yoko match uh, from the 26th is listed at three minutes long, whereas the one from the 28th is eight minutes and 53 seconds. Mr. Perfect. Who the hell is that guy in the middle there on that graphic? Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's uh, that's Sable. And next week, Jake, the Snake Roberts against the British Bulldog. Which would have been a great match in 1988. (laughs) I'll even say 1992, but definitely not in 1996. Oh, I also got to bust out my uh, my Steve Austin impression on that podcast. Yes, I feel like we all love your uh, Steve Austin because we talked about we talked about Austin 316. Now, which podcast are you on? Might as well plug it. Uh, it's called Finding Favorites. Ah, okay. And it's uh, it's uh, the host's name is Leah. Uh, Leah Jones, and she interviews people about basically just about their favorite things. Nice. So we talked about wrestling and podcasting Welcome and back. a little bit about ring announcing. Hi, Chaos. 
Talk about Pax Light? Not the Pax Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <clears throat> Ooh, the Undertaker with the ca- oh, this is when he was in his war with Goldust. I guarantee you, Goldust is gonna come out here and have a thing to say himself. Hi, Tony. Move the ch- move the stairs, Tony. One on one in a casket match. But yeah, we were talking about the we were talking about Austin 316 or what that was and where that came from. So I got to I got to quote it and. Because you can't say that without doing the Austin voice. Yeah, of course. You can't say Austin 316 means I just whooped your ass. You know? Austin 316. Go, Austin 316 says I just whooped your ass. Who that voice? Hi, Paul. You know Squeaky bastard. He wants to be in the spotlight. He does. But he's getting ready to cross over into the dark Gosh, look at him. Paul, Paul Bear just needs some sleep. Look at those fans. <laughs> He's got see, luggage under his eyes. We have designed a special casket for his next movie uh-huh. in your house. <laughs> such a lunatic. <laughs> but he played it so great. The single most bizarre individual in the history of the WWF. Why are Why are Vince McMahon's pant legs so wide? I don't know. I, 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 the camera's I mean, I know it's I know it's '96, but you're asking but... us about bizarre. <laughs> yes, cousin. Hey, wait a minute. What I intend Hold to do. Here we go. Oh my God! This is. Oh my God! Okay. This proves that I was watching Raw this night because I remember this promo. Yeah. Let me feel you, Taker. Let me feel your power. He breaks his hand. Marlena, along with Gold Dust. Yeah, thanks, Vince. We couldn't fucking tell. They're standing on the apron. Which, by the way, I will say this. One thing I do remember was like. When Goldust got in the ring for this promo, I was like, oh shit, he's almost as tall as The Undertaker. It's a very high wig. Behold. The Reaper. The Pale Horse. Oh, excuse me. Paul Bear, there were, there were some, a number of different urns that they used for The Undertaker. That one followed him. Is that one is the most ridiculous to me because A it's huge and B it's a fucking coffee urn that you would have at like the church function after church is over. Dude, at least it's not the fifty pound one they had a couple years ago that had the light in it. So <laughs> the power of Undertaker. Ew, this is where you start talking about him being stiff. Yep. That's it. That's it. It's driving me crazy. What is that? What kind of cologne is that? Is that embalming fluid number five? <laughs> this is great. Embalming <laughs> fluid number five. right there. You can lay me in at any time because you know what? There will be no resting for him. No, there won't. I've never danced with the devil in the pale moonlight, but I'll try anything once. <laughs> Whoa. A character beyond its time. Here we go. Let me just ahead of its time. Touch. This is it. Touch this is the pot. Big you know Touch you, Reaper. <laughs> He's literally it's trying to dance with them. How are we done? Ah! <laughs> Come on, wait a minute. Knock a lock. Do something, McMahon. He's just trying to talk. Oh wait, here comes mankind. Why oh. would you put yourself in a Greco-Roman knuckle lock with the Undertaker? <laughs> 
because you have mankind in your back pocket. It was a setup. He doesn't have, he doesn't have pockets. <laughs> it was a setup. Come on, get him! Oh, wait a minute! The deranged mankind. The paralyzing move. He just said it too. Paralyzing hold. Said like three times. Look what's happening to the Undertaker. <gasps> Look what's happening to the Undertaker. I couldn't believe it. Goldust just last week was definitely afraid of the casket provision. Something had to be up. Otherwise, he would not have confronted the Undertaker. It's you know what's not cool, though? Like, Mankind's got Undertaker <coughs> in the mandible claw. Goldust is sitting there going, let me in. You know what I mean? Regardless of that, the Undertaker is virtually I gotta kick incapacitated. His result of that mandible. Ew, what the? He's sit on his face? <laughs> he is going to sit on his face. Oh, he's going to get grabbed by the throat, isn't he? <laughs> in my head, I just pictured the Undertaker sitting up and headbutting Goldust directly in the balls. I think Goldust is fixed to have his way with the Undertaker. And look at Marlena. She's directing every scene. She's loving this. Yeah, well, we're going to wait and find out who has whose way in the casket match. Oh, my. The Undertaker paralyzed by that mandible claw. I did like that gold in the comedy stuff. Sure. Up to his typical tactics now. Typical tactics. I like how Vince danced around it so much. Gold does molesting Undertaker. Wait, can't say that. Right next to the Undertaker. Look at this. It's quite a performance. I'm reminded of... Oh. Taker sits up. And Gold just freaks out. That was, yeah. that was done well. I like that. <laughs> the, the fact that he tore the wig off as he rolled out of the wig. <laughs> and then he's ran for his life. He's a great actor. He's not scared. What were you going to say? I'm reminded of... I'm reminded of the time that Goldust gave Ahmed Johnson CPR. Uh-huh. And Ahmed Johnson went on a full homophobic fucking rampage. 100%. But that being said, and granted, I understand completely the overtones and the undertones that Vince was trying to achieve with that spot with Ahmed. But that being said, technically Ahmed was sexually assaulted while he was unconscious. How about the action this past weekend here in the United States? He was. And then he was, lo- then he was looking to he was looking to commit a hate crime. Yeah, well, yes. It, then it yes, it went from bad to worse. This is true. And of course, if you're looking for live WWE, look, it's Justin Hawk Bradshaw. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's not much I care to see when it comes to a Bradshaw match, but Justin Hawk Bradshaw, that's a whole nother level of crappy. <laughs> Just the fact that it's, does the back of his trunk say The Hawk The Hawk You're listening to 92.9 The Hawk Saturday night as well In Hershey, Pennsylvania The Hershey Park Arena And by the way For, for all the people who have Like a, a gimmick name As their middle name Not a good idea Jushin Thunder Liger Justin Hawk Bradshaw Hawk at least that one's in quotes, as I recall. It's Justin Hawk Bradshaw. That's true. Justin Hawk Bradshaw, and now Zephyr Which you'd think would be gimmick infringement. 
Because he's not in the Legion of Doom. Right. I think there are some members. Oh, look at Zeb. Hey, it's Uncle Zeb. Who are afraid to step in the same ring with Justin Hawk Bradshaw, six foot seven, three hundred and nine pounds legitimate. Now I'm not going to mention any names. Yeah, I will mention names. I think. But they're trying to walk across our borders. Okay. You know, I hear things in the dressing room. To be honest, I had no idea that Uncle Zeb was this long story, you know, Dutchman tell character from various territories that been in the business for like 30 years and like knew all the ins and outs of how to be a good heel. I didn't know that when I was watching this back in 96. A very astute observation, King. JBL just threw himself on the back of his head with the centaur. That's true. Also, JBL proves why you should never have a mustache. <laughs> or facial hair in general, really. Is that? Do you think that's his natural color? Or do you think he dyed it blonde? Because his beard is blonde. Yeah. I would say, because that's not really a color you can dye. That's what I'm thinking. It's, very, it's, almost, it's almost strawberry blonde. Right. What a bear hug. What a bear hug by the hawk. Wait, the murder hawk? No, just regular hawk? Lance Murder Hawk Archer. <laughs> Uncle Jake. <laughs> There it is. And I'm really glad to see you. It's a pleasure Please. to meet you. Oh, we're doing this again? Yes. Yes. Jerry Lawler loves... He's going to that well, Lawler. Jerry Lawler loves uh, shaking hands with people he used to work with in Memphis. What? Across the chest of Vince McMahon so they can bump up, bump against Vince and Vince can go, what'd you stop? And also, I autographed. <coughs> wait, wait, wait. You know who's next? How much you want to bet Jeff Jarrett comes out and starts shaking hands with Jerry Lawler? Hey, not great. This ring is not bumping. Dude. No, not really, right? It's a very dull. It's not even a good. It's a very dull thud. Which is weird though, because WWE always had a good bumping ring. Always, as long as I can remember, you'd hear that every time somebody hit the canvas. See? That sounded good. Maybe they need, maybe they need to replace the springs. Probably. Add a couple more mattresses, you know. Hey, they're coming off in 95. They can't afford to replace nothing. <laughs> oh, the big drop kick. Yeah, it's, it's not... I don't know if it's not mic'd correctly or if it's not bumping correctly or what. I think, it's not, mic- I think it's not mic'd up correctly. It doesn't sound right. Well, that sounded all right. Off the boot. Oh, Zeb is so happy. That's one way of describing it. Hook him horns. I haven't seen Zeb Coulter that happy since he called ice on those guys outside of Home Depot. <laughs> I made South Face Wow. We're going to brand Aldo Montoya. Are they going to send him back to where he came from? ECW? Across our borders from Portugal. Portugal. Sean Michaels in action. Oh, I just realized that. What? On the brand. 
Yeah. The little, the little horizontal line between J and the B makes the H wrong. I don't know how I didn't figure that out until fucking 2021, but... Because you didn't However, give a shit about the branding iron of Justin the U.S., led by General Norman Schwarzkopf, Operation Desert Storm was successful. Even today, and now, images from the hotel we make the talent stay at. ...of the price of freedom. <laughs> and in a celebration of that freedom, WWF superstars were honored to have been invited by the royal family to perform in Kuwait City. Indeed... All of the Middle East right. opened their arms to the ambassadors of goodwill. So this was tribute to the troops before they were tribute to the troops? Yeah. The American troops came here and they did what they could for these people. And Hey, 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 they they're performing. This is Super Showdown before there was a Super Showdown. I was just going to say that. It's very ironic that the first form of you beat me to the entertainment that they wanted to see was, was the World Wrestling Federation. I somehow doubt that. <laughs> I feel like if, if Michael Jordan and the Bulls wanted to play there, they would have much rather had that. Oh no, somebody attacked him in Kuwait. Oh, it's the British Bulldog in a striped Speedo. Straight the underpants. You know, technically he could scream on Twitch. Do you realize... He's trying to drown Shawn Michaels in the ocean. Do you realize that the, the story here the is that the... Bulldog is trying to murder the WWF champion. Wait, wait, wait. Let's not, let's not bury the lead. He, the story is he followed Shawn Michaels to Kuwait to attack him in the ocean. Because that makes any type of sense whatsoever. He also ran away. <laughs> Triple H's best theme song? Oh, this was the Diana, uh, not Diana, this was the uh, Diana Smith. Um, Sean, you know you want me. And he was like, don't flatter yourself, bitch. DH Smith? How the fuck did this guy become the fucking heir apparent to the McMahon throne? No hate, good for him, but I'm just, I'm so confused. He became friends with Shawn Michaels, and then he fucking started banging Stephanie. And the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but Macho Man tried that, he got fired. Now Sal has made me facepalm. <laughs> That's right, Earl, you hold the, the ropes open for that. Floozy. <laughs> to the big bow. The only way she should appear here on would let me in their gated communities. Come up with a million bucks like they did for OJ over in England. Oh my. Get OJ Simpson reference. Take that terrorized and fucking make him an asshole. Here comes Sean, so Vince comes in his pants. Hey, look, mirrors. Hey, look, Jose Lothario. Oh, Jesus. It's the Super Sock. Yes, so this is the thing about... about World Wrestling Federation champion Shawn Michaels. His outfit decided to get like tattered when he won the title. Sorry, decided to get what? Like tattered? It was just like strips. Like tattered. Okay. <laughs> it's not even like a shirt. It's just like strips. It's it's a of fucking, mirrors. Uh, it's just as he did over in the Middle East. I like it. What the fuck is? It's a harness, is what it is. You can buy that at a gay sex store in San Francisco, is what I'm saying. 
Why is it going to be a gay sex store? It could just be a BDSM shop. It's fine. I'll send you some links. Okay. <laughs> he's wearing a harness. And he's also wearing mirrored, mirrored, sparkly, assless chaps. Yeah, I can see why people in Madison Square Garden blew the shit out of him. Assless chaps is redundant. Also, those WWF logos are backwards. Which ones? The ones that are spinning around in the lights up there. Oh, I yes. Okay. I know they're backwards up there so that they're right way around when they reflect on the crowd, but the way they're right. showing it in the camera, they're fucking backwards. After Challenger, just as he will against the British Bulldog. Look, man, I've been joined by a... See, I'm a gas at this point. I, got some I can't tell. I can't tell if Michaels is, is on the gas at this point. I wouldn't say so. Triple H certainly isn't. No, not yet. He will be. You may want to keep your Well, because he looks extremely. Michaels is bigger in '92. Like his actual physique is bigger. Like when he first became the Heartbreak Kid. But he looks very like, like. Lean. Yeah, he's very lean. So. Well, let's give her eyes right now on the action. That, wh- whoever the fuck that is, she wants to fuck Jerry Lawler. Ew. I think it's the other way around. Very impressive. Did you see the faces she was making of him? Uh, she's like, you got money. They pay me to be here, I'll fuck everyone. I, I never would have guessed Shawn Michaels and Triple H fought on Raw in 96 in the main event. The Greenwich Blue Blood. So when does he take out the sledgehammer and hit him in the back of the neck? <laughs> When's the crotch chop? Because it should be right here based on what I know. <coughs> Amy? Who is this girl? She's, she's cute. She's an escort. Well, probably. Or is she local talent? What do you expect? Oh, she's local talent, all right. <laughs> not the way you mean. We found her in the toilet. Why are you giving this piece of shit this much offense? You are the WWF champion. So this is... Uh, He's not only getting frustrated, this is post-curtain call? Oh, yeah. They left so. in March. Or okay. after Mania, whatever it was. So this is Jobber to the Stars, Triple H. Yeah. Good. <laughs> he fucking deserves it. now right back. Nicely blocked by Shawn Michaels in. Uh-oh. A right hand. Shawn Michaels missing as well. By the way, I still don't buy all that bullshit. Like, oh, everybody loves, so they took the heat out and put it on me. You are <laughs> not that important. Really not. At least not back then. I get it. Did you watch the uh, the Steve Austin biography of Amy? Not yet. Because they talk they talk about that. How they gave because, it to Austin for King of the Ring? Yeah, because, because Hunter was gonna was gonna win the, the King of the Ring, and he found out like the day before. <laughs> that, oh, you win King of the Ring. And that led into the whole Austin 316 thing and how much, how different everything in professional wrestling would, would pretty much be if that hadn't happened. Yeah, it would have sucked. <laughs> the WWF would have sucked if they didn't give Austin, especially when he got it in 96, because it took a while to build him to the superstar he was by the time he got the title in 98. Not even '98 when he when he fucking fought Bret in '97 he was the man at WrestleMania 
if, if we if, think about that, if we hadn't gotten the curtain call and therefore wouldn't have gotten off Austin 316, you can make the argument that there would not have been an attitude in there. Really? Not with not with Steve, not as successful as it was anyways. Not with Steve Austin at the helm. Uh-huh. And you've got WCW winning the award. So can I? Uh, I have a serious question for you. When was the first time that you saw the curtain call? Because I'm pretty sure it was on WWF television. No, I feel like I saw. I, I feel like I, I saw the video of it on the internet. Like, oh, really? Yeah, in '95 you saw it. Saw it on the internet, really? In '96, rather. The first time I ever saw the curtain call was when they showed it on Raw during his sit-down interview with Jim Ross. So to me, that was like the most manufactured bullshit. Like, who the fuck was was uploading their their home video to using like QuickTime and then like breaking the business like kayfabe wise because these heels hug these good guys? Like, I'm not buying it. I think it was a bunch of overblown bullshit. Did Vince get pissed? Sure. Did Vince get pissed at everything? Absolutely. Oh, no. We're going to miss this spot. Something. But no, I will agree that if... A couple of months ago, because it was the because it was the 25th anniversary of it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, or 15th anniversary of it. And they they had they 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 brought the guy who, who who filmed it and you know they brought him backstage at the Thunderdome or whatever the fuck it was and they and they they met up with uh, Triple H was there and, and I think Nash and Waltman and the first thing they did was bring in cops and have them arrested oh my god and then brought him back he's like no oh, it's just a joke. That's great, though. And then they had a little, they had a little chat with him. It was a pretty cool, pretty cool video. I think it put on the W's YouTube a couple of months ago. No, the thing is, like, okay, I, I understand, and I totally understand that, that there was, you know, there was a videotape. These people videoed it. But the Internet's reach back then was so minuscule. You know what I mean? Like, there's... I'm sure it got around a little bit in certain circles, but it wasn't like the average fan was like, oh my god, we saw good guys hugging bad guys. You know what I mean? True, but still consider that this this is still 96, and this is Vince McMahon, and that was Madison Square Garden. Right, and I think that's probably one of his biggest issues, was because it was, it was Madison Square Garden. Um... Don't forget, though, that Madison Square Garden is a place <laughs> where okay. Greenwich snob Hunter Hearst Helmsley is kind of beating the shit out of WWF champion Shawn Michaels. That's why I said you're giving him this much and you're the WWF fucking champion. But also because Michaels... Hashtag click cam, K-L-I-Q for some reason. True. But also, Michaels knew the path to money. He was always at his best when he was fighting from underneath. Speaking of things I completely bid on in wrestling in the 90s, yeah. the whole Triple H, Mr. Perfect, Mark Marrow thing. Yeah. Oh, when... when <laughs> When Perfect tossed Marrow the Intercontinental Championship, 
Oh, I was furious. <laughs> really? Because I saw it coming a mile away. Oh, I bit so fucking hard on that. Because I am dumb. No. We have talked okay. about this. I am dumb as a brick, Sal. I never trusted Mr. Perfect going all the way back to Ric Flair. So that's the problem. I've always had my, you know, my When the bulldog one. turned heel and cut his dreadlocks off. That was heartbreaking against Kevin Nash. Remember when he turned on when he turned on Diesel, and then the next week he he got rid of the the, the little braids. That was it heartbreaking, man? Oh, it was heartbreaking. heartbreaking. In fact, I'm the one who cheered when Hogan turned heel. I laughed my ass off. Night and day. I wasn't like jaded. Like there were certain guys that like if they turned heel, I got mad. But even See, I, I'm loyal to a fault, because even when Michaels turned heel, who was my favorite wrestler, I was like, yeah, he's right, fuck Bret Hart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, who of anybody in my in my youth, like, broke my heart by turning heel. I've, I've said it before, I will say it again, and I'll say it, I'm sure I'll say it a bunch more times as the as time goes on. I am a fucking mark at heart. And these days, being kind of on the inside, it still brings me such joy when I when I get fucking fooled by shit. It, it's it's so it's a great feeling because it because it almost never fucking happens. Honest to God, I'm I'm right there with you. And for most things, I did exactly what the WWF told me to do. If they told me to cheer somebody, I cheer them. If they told me to boo somebody, I boo. But when it came to like Michaels and Bret Hart, I I really always sided with Michaels, no matter if he was a face or heel. And I remember, oh, you actually want to talk about is beating the shit out, dude? You want to talk about being worked? I totally fell in line with the whole double turn with Bret and Austin. Hundred percent. Like out of nowhere, I remember being like, "That's Steve Austin. Bret's gonna get him." And then, I, and then I was like, "Bret's being a whiny bitch." <laughs> Austin should kick his ass. Bret's just being a whiny bitch. Like, say little bitch. They had me like hook, line, and sinker. I also really wanted Undertaker to beat Yokozuna in 94 at the Royal Rumble. I was very sad. I was convinced it was going to happen. It's like, it's the Undertaker. He can't lose a casket match. maintains his control over Shawn Michaels. And Michaels has been really put to the test here against I guarantee you that commercial break during the taping was only like 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. That's probably just forward the tape a bit. Nobody knows. And, and I started watching wrestling right at like right before the barbershop window incident. So I never had this huge like um, fandom of the Rockers. So when Michael threw him through the window, I was like, yes, yeah, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I was slightly sad when Tatanka joined the corporation. I really missed that. I was slightly betrayed. <laughs> I thought Lex sold out. I always, I always forget when I actually came back to 
the WWF. I know it was before the first in your house. So it was probably like early 95. That's when I came back to it. Because I remember watching the first in your house. Yeah, of course. You wanted to win a house. You submitted your little 3x5 card. I know you did. <laughs> do you remember the one? I don't remember which one it was. But do you remember the one where they gave away that Steve Austin's truck? Yes. I remember being so mad that I didn't win Steve Austin's truck. I, I remember... I'll take it one step further. I remember making plans of how I was going to preserve the truck until I was old enough to drive. Nice. I remember being so mad that when they called, they called the winner, and it was like this old grandma. I'm like, what the fuck is she going to do with a truck? I remember thinking we could put it in the way back of my driveway and just cover it with a tarp. Get some tarps. <laughs> Get some, uh, just to find somebody to, to buff the Delos shaped dent out of the roof. Yep. Wow, I, this is a really good match. I mean, it really is. It's weird because, again, this is underneath guy fucking guy who gets thrown into pig slop, Hunter's Helmsley against the WWF champion. But didn't go for the Pearl River plunge, Jerry. This match developing into a slugfest. But this is kind of like, I think Michaels was trying to be like Brett, where he would have competitive matches with everybody. You know what I mean? I don't think it's just because it's Helms. Fuck, Michaels versus Mankind was a good match. Oh, shit, yeah. Mind Games. Steve Austin says that the, that very live match was one of the, uh, not the, not the very, sorry, the Mind Games match was one of the best matches of his career. Absolutely. Yep. This, this match, this, this episode of Raw only has one comment on it. Uh, a 6.0. The main event is the reason why I give six points to this episode. Shawn Michaels versus Triple H is enjoyable and occupies almost half the episode. Super kick through the count. Uh, also, Goldust and Undertaker's angle is not bad, just weird. Yeah. The rest of the show is clearly filler. I like the Goldust Taker problem. I always did. Um, and by the way, show, but it sets up some things up for you. Still can't do it. In fact, I might have been able to do it at one point, but it was probably about '95 that I started trying to do the super kick to my little brother. <laughs> I thought it was the coolest fucking move. It, I never thought it would have been blown up the way it has today, but it was. Uh, 99-ish when I realized I could do that Shawn Michaels the stretch pose where one leg goes way out and the other one's bent and, oh, yeah, I know and so the, because I'm me there is a picture of me doing that at my junior oh my god at the prom. There's a picture in existence, and I don't know where it is, where me and my old best friend were doing the Shawn Michaels Diesel pose, and I was Diesel in the background, and he was showing me, so he was Shawn. So, I have always wanted to put someone in the sharpshooter. I got put in the sharpshooter by my older cousin. And Andy. And he fucking cranked it. What about being afraid of snakes? Uh, I mean, it everybody knows, knows Andy. Yep. Former host, uh, Andy. At one point, he doesn't he doesn't remember this or believe me. But he did tell me at one point that I could put him in the sharpshooter. Next week, 
which which honestly is probably the only person I can put it on because he is the only person I know that's taller than me. Uh, it hasn't has never happened. Probably never will. Still, someday. Be honest, you're counting down the days until your son's old enough where you can put him in the sharpshooter. <laughs> you totally are. Getting the, getting the growth chart on the wall, and up here is one marked sharpshooter. <laughs> so uh, the commenter was right. That was pretty much dominated by Michaels versus Triple H. Yeah. I mean, it was an all right show. I liked like uh, the promo from uh, Undertaker and Goldust was a nice little gift because I didn't I didn't remember that at that moment. Um, everything else was shit. I mean, we had a fucking Duke the Drumster Drosy match and Aldo Montoya. <laughs> <laughs> Raw was not good at this point. Ninety six. We had Ahmed Johnson versus Zip, which ended up being Skip. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Better than Nitro. Um. See, Nitro had more drama, though. Nitro had a world title match. Granted, it sucked. (laughs) But um, I thought it was, you know, better as far as, like, the idea. very close. The idea of of Nitro was better. Yeah, the idea. The idea of Nitro. I don't know if the execution was better, because that Michaels Triple H match was, be- was the best thing of the night, definitely. They're, they're very close. Uh, Nitro, like I said, has a 5.42. Raw has a 5.67. So, hmm. Very close. I, I Personally, I would say I would say Raw was better, because it didn't have public enemy. Mm, um, you know, you bring up a good point. And, and, yeah, that, and that main event was really good. Surprisingly really good. good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we had we had Back fucking Vader. We had six and a, six and three quarter minutes of Vader versus Duke Drosy, but we had twenty minutes of Shawn Michaels versus Hunter Helmsley. Right. Yeah, it was it's really fucking four good. minutes and three seconds of the Giant versus Lex Luger that ends in a double countout. Oh God. So, I gotta say, I'm trying to think of a heel turn that like it's really different. upset me, and it's I'm still trying. I can't really think of one. I'm right, sure there's say, one out there. I got You can really say Seth mad. Rollins. I won't judge you. I got re- well, that did break my heart. But <laughs> I got really mad at um at Vince being the higher power. Oh well, yeah, that just because that makes sense. But that yeah, but that wasn't like a heartbreaking thing. That was like a you gotta be kidding me, like. Yeah, I'll have to go back. See, it's a shame I didn't grow up watching WCW because I'm sure Dusty would have made me cry. I can almost guarantee it. <laughs> what are they doing to Dusty? <laughs> cry worse than the big show when he had to punch Dusty in the face. <laughs> nice. Uh, actually, you want to you know something that made me really fucking mad? Um, but it was it wasn't like a turn or anything like that. It was when Ric Flair... Um, said that he slept with Elizabeth, and he was showing all the pictures and the magazines and oh, everything yeah. like that. And I was like, "Oh, I hope Savage beats his ass!" Like, Mister Perfect was cheating that whole match. Rest me that, yeah, that made me mad because I was like, "Get him, get him, Savage!" <laughs> I remember. Not that it made me mad, but it made me. I, I would say it made me. Uh, I would say emotional. When Paul Bearer turned on the Undertaker at the boi- <gasps> at the Boiler Room. Oh yes, yeah, I wasn't expecting that. 
I was ri- that you know what that one yeah. hit hard. <laughs> I remember being like, "Oh my what god!" Yeah. So, and he turned. They literally turned his back on him. He had the urn in the ring, and Undertaker reaches his hands up, and he's like, <laughs> "No, my urn, my power." Ah. Uh. I also got really sad when they threw Mick Foley off the top of the cell because I thought he died. <laughs> and JR said that. They said, they killed him! They killed him! All good right. Stuff. Good stuff. I say this was a good episode, my friend. Yeah, man, I had fun. Always a fun time here nothing on Title Seven Exchange. Nothing was extremely Go. painful. Well, public enemy, but at least the Steiners beat them up. After they'd already gotten the shit beat out of them by the nasty boys. That's, that's And the still giant crazy. sucks, but, but the giant choke slammed Luger hard way through the team. <laughs> Alright. So that wraps up episode 19 of Title Subject to Change. As always, I do hope that you enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we've had fun. We hope you've had fun. Uh, send us an email or leave us, uh, leave us a comment on the, uh, on the anchor or, or send me a tweet about, uh, Heel turns that change your life. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about it next time. Uh, as always, thank you, Troy, for the uh, for the cool logo, with the post-it note. Always nice. Um, well, join us next time when Sal and I will watch. God knows, but but either way, we'll definitely be going back in time. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling, and you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the Salzer Effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>